Galatians 6.17 says something very profound. Galatians 6.17 From henceforth, let no man trouble me, for I bear in my body the marks of the Lord Jesus. Galatians 6.17 From henceforth, let no man trouble me, for I bear in my body the marks of the Lord Jesus. As we were worshipping, I felt the Lord wanted us to deal with something very specific this evening. The Lord answered us to deal with the illegal marks. Illegal marks. The Lord Jesus can mark you for good. But Satan also can mark you for, for evil. The Lord Jesus can mark you so that you step in a city and people know this one is a child of God. But Satan also can come and mark you. And you report to an opportunity, you report to a breakthrough, you report to a relationship, and the mark is working against you. Another word there in the Bible for mark is sealed. And there is a seal of adoption, there is a seal of the Holy Spirit. Let me just get it in a minute. There is a ceiling. But we see in uh, the book of uh, the same, same New Testament, uh, Ephesians 1.13, In whom ye also trusted after ye have, ye, you have heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom also after you believed, you are sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. I repeat, there is a mark that is of the Lord Jesus. But there is a mark of the devil. There is a mark or a seal of the Lord Jesus. But there is a mark of trouble. And by the authority given unto me by Jesus, I stand to decree to all of you, in the name of Jesus, may the marks of the enemy begin to lift off from your life. May the marks on your souls begin to lift in the name of Jesus. May the marks on your names begin to lift off in the name of Jesus. May the marks of the enemy that are illegal in your finances begin to live in the name of Jesus. May the marks that are trying to target your health begin to lift in the name of Jesus. A friend of mine told me something that was so heartbreaking. I wish I had taken her seriously. She told me, my brother, every year in the month of August, I usually lose something dear to me. Then from the time she was nine to the time now she was 32, she was telling me this happened and I lost this, then I lost this, then I lost this. And I was like, okay, let's pray about it. Then we prayed and we left it at that. The same August, she lost me. We've never been friends again. And I wish I had known this was a mark on our calendar. So I know maybe you came for a sermon, but let's do a bit of warfare. Shall we? Shall we? There are a few markers that are illegal we need to uproot. And I'm trusting the Lord to give us wisdom on how to address these illegal markings. And then after that, by faith, we take the legal marking of Christ Jesus on us. Thank you, Lord. 
Thank you, Lord. Do you know why some of you are saved? Do you know why you are born again? You are born again because before the foundations of the world, you are marked for salvation. <laughs> some of you do know why you are married and you have children. You are married and you have children because you have been marked for marriage and for childhood or for parenthood. And some of you do know why you have those negative dreams that you keep having and having and having. There is a mark attracting those dreams. They are positive marks. They are negative marks. This evening, we are beginning by dealing with the negative marks. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Let me ask you a question. How many parts of the body of Jesus were severely touched? How many parts of the body of Jesus were severely touched? Come, my brother. Just come. Let me use you for an illustration. I like to use the Lord Jesus. He's the center of the whole Bible. Stretch out like Jesus on the cross like this. The first, play, the first place we know of that was touched, people say the hand, but it was actually this wrist. If you met Jesus, the physical Jesus, he has a whole ear. He has a whole ear. He has a hole on his side. He has, a, he has scars here because the, 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 the whatever, what do you call it? The thorns went onto his head. Then he has another scar here. Oh brother, let me not step on you. He has another scar here. He has another scar here. How many points are these? One, two, three, four, five, six. We need a seventh one. Some theologian. The stripes, huh? the stripes on his back. Clap for yourselves. <laughs> the back of Jesus was marked with pain for your sake. So every, not back pain, <laughs> but every pain from your past must end. What Jesus was doing on the cross was the wisest thing a man can do. Yet, it was considered foolishness. Whatever seeks to subvert your wisdom and your intelligence and your integrity must be brought down in the name of Jesus. The, the, the thorns he took on his head was meant to silence every subversion of your intelligence, every subversion of your wisdom, every subversion of your integrity, it was meant to stop the subversion. Then we have his right hand symbolizing authority and his left hand symbolizing fellowship. Many times you can greet somebody like this, but if you really want to emphasize it, you bring the left hand to emphasize fellowship. In fact, in communication we say one of the ways to detect if a peace agreement has gone through Joyce, are you there? One of the ways to really detect if a peace agreement has gone through you check the emphasis of the, right, the, the left hand not just the right hand. If somebody stretches it like this it even means I don't want any connection. But if he brings the left hand it means I am emphasizing this fellowship. His power was bruised for you to have power. 
His fellowship, his hand of fellowship was also bruised for you to have fellowship. Every mark against your fellowship, God Almighty, it is going to be removed. Every mark against your authority, God, it is going to be removed. Again, on his side, water and blood came out. I love what Watchman says in his book. But as the water and the blood gushed out, do you know what is this? This is where we find the rib of marriage. And this is not just physical marriage. It is spiritual union with the Father. And anything that is seeking to subvert your union with Jesus, your union with the eternal purposes of God, this, this evening we are going to overthrow it. As we wind up, there was the right hand, the, the, right, the right feet. Do you know what is the meaning of your feet? Your feet is your symbols of destiny. And some of you have been having dreams that you are walking barefoot. Anytime you see yourself walking barefoot, you are not ready for destiny. Something is trying to delay you from destiny. And some of you, you, you find you are dreaming, but in your dream, your shoes are either the wrong side. God, I'm spoiling my good shoes. <laughs> Look at me. You find you are walking with, you know, shoes that are out of place. It is a sign the enemy is subverting your destiny. Can I give you scripture? Let me borrow your Bible. Thank you. Let's look at Deuteronomy chapter 32. Show you something about the shoes. But let's, let's look at 33, not 32. Let's look at 33. Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy. Are you there in Deuteronomy 33? Which is the second last chapter of Deuteronomy. I'll show you something on shoes. Verse 24. The Bible says, And of Asher he said, Let Asher be blessed with children. Let him be acceptable to his brethren, and let him dip his foot in oil. Verse 25. Thy shoes, somebody, thy shoes shall be iron and brass, and as thy days show, so shall thy strength be. I repeat. Let him be acceptable to his brethren and let him dip his foot in oil. Thy shoes shall be iron and brass. And as thy days, so shall thy strength be. The shoes are symbols of destiny. To dip your foot in oil means to enter you know, to enter into the presence in terms of destiny. To have an anointing on your destiny. To have a presence in your destiny. What do I mean by to have a presence in your destiny? You are either going to be celebrated or tolerated. Have you, have you gone to these schools where people say, Hey, that teacher, it is just because TSC decided to promote her to that school. But if we could remove that teacher, it means she is there because the teacher service commission has forced her on the people. So that woman or that man as a teacher may be in destiny, but the shoes are not in oil. It is not in acceptableness. It is not in the anointing. 
There are many of you, you entered even in a relationship, but your shoes are dry. They are not oiled. This is the morning, this is the evening when we say, Lord, these feet and these shoes on these feet must carry your anointing. But the two, the feet were two. There was the right feet. There was the left feet. Immediately Moses meets Jesus, or he meets God, if I may use that, in the book of Exodus chapter 2. What was he told? Take off your what? Your shoe. For the place where you stand is holy. Many times, as I was looking at this feet, many times, when you step forward, many times you don't begin with your left feet, you begin with the right feet. The right feet is a symbol of initiative. The left feet is a symbol of completion. And some of you, all you need to do is that initiative. And there are things impeding your initiative because if you can only make the initiative, the completion will come. And this evening, we are going against every enemy of completion. The same enemy also of initiative. We are going against him. Sometimes, for those who are married, it only takes one date. Can we go for that meeting in that hotel? The rest, the Lord will complete. And sometimes it only takes one bubble of tongues. And after that, the tongues will come. That is like putting your right feet forward and completing with your left feet. And some of you, you have already made one step. Do not worry. The God who gave you the first step will give you the final step. Anything we have forgotten so far? Have we done the head? Have we done the right hand? Brother, you are going to be a friend of the preacher today. Have we done the left hand also? So we'll guide us in prayer. And we're going to pray. We're going to make war. And after that, we are going to agree that it is done. The same way Christ had marks on his head, on his, I mean, on his body, we are going to, by faith, take on those marks, but in the sense of goodness, not in the sense of negativity. Are we ready? Now, I want you to get a neighbor. You will pray for yourself. Your neighbor will also pray for you. Get a neighbor, not neighbors. One neighbor. Get a neighbor. Let's agree before the Lord. Get one neighbor. No, this is my neighbor. In fact, he's our blackboard. He's our blackboard. So, get a neighbor. A very healthy neighbor. Very willing neighbor. Get a neighbor. Get a neighbor. Let me give you scripture, even as we begin to pray. Let me give you scripture. I love the Bible when it says, put on the Lord Jesus. You can cast it on the screen. Put on the Lord. Romans 13 verse 14. Huh? Romans 13 verse 14. Romans 13 verse 14. Let me read it for you. These prayers are going to be powerful and we are going to see real results. Romans 13 verse 14. But put ye on the Lord Jesus Christ, 
and make no provision for the flesh to fulfill the last thereof. Allow me to explain to you briefly before we pray. The Lord Jesus is a complete sacrifice, is a complete narrative, is a complete solution. When you understand how to enter in his finished victory and in his finished work, you will see victory in your life. To understand the pain he took on his head and to say that pain was for me, therefore I cannot go through another round of pain, is to walk in victory. To understand the piercing he had on his side, to hinder him from any expression of intimacy, it is to have victory. To understand the pain he took on his left hand and the pain he took on his right hand, all these pains he took, to understand that there are pains for you, is to have victory. So this afternoon, by faith, we are going to claim the body of Jesus over our lives and over the lives of our family members. We are going to do that. Let me show you by faith, okay? Watch me as I pray, then we will pray just the same way I have prayed. Father, in Jesus' name, I thank you, even for the head of my brother. It has carried frustration for long. It has carried confusion for long. But today, by faith, in the name of Jesus, by the, by the, by the thorns that pierce the heads of Jesus, this pain and this confusion ends from today. And from this head, I speak wisdom. I speak intelligence. I speak divine strategies. I speak divine oracles in the name of Jesus. And as he takes on the head of Jesus. He is going to walk in supernatural realities from today in the name of Jesus. Now, I've just prayed for him. But I've not mentioned his father or his mother. I have mentioned Jesus. Every pain Jesus took on his head, you have to accept that it was for your favor. Therefore, there is nothing you can carry in your head. There is nothing you can carry in your intelligence that is contrary. And now you begin to rise up in divinedom. You begin to rise up in divine brilliance. You begin to rise up. And remember, you are also carrying it for your children. Do you know you can bless yourself and the blessing goes to your children? Did not the Jews say, let his blood be on us and on our children? They cast themselves. They also cast their children. As you pray for your neighbor, and as your neighbor also prays for you, and as you also take time to pray for yourself, remember, it is flowing even to your seed. It is flowing even to your children. All the hands of your neighbor. Let's pray in tongues briefly for those of us who can. in the name of Jesus Christ. 
Now begin to pray over the heads of your neighbor and over your own head. In the mighty name of Jesus. Leko, Shandaraba, Repebebebebebe, Ratarababababa, Repebebebe Shanda. Release divine wisdom. Release divine intelligence. Release divine power. Release divine wisdom. In the name of Jesus. Release understanding. Release counsel. Release authority. Release clarity. Release it in the name of Jesus. Claim the blood of Jesus over his head. Claim the blood of Jesus over our head. In the mighty name of Jesus. Claim the mysteries of God over his head or over our head. In the mighty name of Jesus. Father, I speak wisdom over his head. I speak wisdom and intelligence. In the mighty name of Jesus. I speak clarity of understanding. I speak clarity in the name of Jesus. I speak the wisdom of God. In the mighty name of Jesus. We rebuke every kind of confusion. In the mighty name of Jesus. We speak the mysteries of the blood over his mind. In the mighty name of Jesus. His mind shall carry wisdom. His mind shall carry understanding. His mind shall carry the oracles of God. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, we release wisdom. We release insight. We release understanding. In the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. In Jesus' name.